This is the Lucy Beatrix podcast. On my show, I talk about my past life as a fashion model to my life now as a competitive athlete. On today's show, I'm going to be doing a coach's corner where I'm putting on my coach uniform and talking about running, training, and all of the questions that listeners have asked me about becoming a better runner. I have my handy sidekick and show producer and friend, Jay, here to feed me the questions. Um, He's gonna be asking them to me. And yeah, I'm just gonna give you guys my two cents on how to improve as runners. Um, You can take this advice with a grain of salt because I'm really just going off of my own personal experience of how I went from non-athlete, basically the least athletic person on the planet to running fast and far, Um, Some of my PRs include breaking 35 minutes in the 10K, breaking 17 minutes in the 5K, running a 117 half marathon and a 255 full marathon. So yeah, I I definitely have a lot of knowledge that I've acquired as a runner just from trial and error and also what I've seen work with athletes that I coach. Um, So that's basically the kind of wisdom that I'm gonna bestow upon you guys and some of the people on the live stream you guys can ask questions as well but yeah we're just going to be talking about all things running so i'm ready i'm ready for the first question jay all right here we go (laughs) um what are one to three strategies foods drinks that are instrumental in your running success one to three strategies that might be food or drink that are instrumental to my running success. Okay, that's a great question. Thanks. Um, I am very, okay, so first thing, I'll, I'll just, I guess I'll talk about like things that I, I swear by as far as nutrition, um, because it's kind of interesting to think that as I dialed in my nutrition as an unhealthy person um, several years ago, that's when I became a good runner because I, fixed my diet, which then in turn gave me all this energy to then go get out on the run. People think that's kind of interesting because it was like I, I started eating well and um, slowly but surely started to fine tune that. And then that gave me all this energy to then go run 10 miles in under an hour. So it is kind of cool how nutrition plays a huge role in my performance as a runner. Um, and with that, I'll say that my non-negotiable foods of the day, which basically means like food that I know I'm going to be eating every single day as I'm training hard are these three foods, um, sweet potatoes, um, a green vegetable of some kind, whether that's spinach, broccoli, or kale. And then I would say hmm, tofu, cause I am a huge on having a balance of carb, uh, vegetable, like green and protein. And those are just like my three favorite superfood staples that I eat every single day, pretty much while I'm training hard, no matter what. And then on top of those three things, I always like tack on different things depending on the day, but those are like my three top favorite foods as a runner. Um, so having nutrition locked in is my number one secret to being a better athlete. If figuring out the foods that work for you, like those foods work for me, but they may not work for everybody. And um, so it's finding like the food that speaks to you and gives you the most energy ever. And uh, yeah, those are my, those are my go-tos. Um, other than that, I think getting sleep under control is crucial for being, um, being the runner that I am. Cause I think I never really slept in my twenties, like, or my early twenties. I just always was in a crazy sleep depris, depris, um, deficit. 
Deprefit? Deficit. I'm Deficit. Not, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's judging me for my vocabulary. No, I was always in a sleep deficit. And um, that always, I think that always like took away from my energy. But I think once I started to figure out sleep, which meant going to bed at the same time every night and not looking at blue light before bed and sleeping in a dark, cool environment, that also gave me the energy then perform and be a better athlete and be more present in training and um, yeah, be in the zone. Uh, so nutrition, sleep, and then uh, mindset. So I think, uh, I don't know if that's like a tool or like an actual thing, but I think having my, um, my head in the right space is something that has then given me a lot of rewards as a runner. Um, and by that, I mean starting to have a meditation practice. And I meditate every single day, 10 to 15 minutes a day. I have a guided meditation um, app on my phone that or I, I listen to the same pretty much the same um three different guided meditations every single day and that's helped me um attack training in a certain way and giving me the like baseline to then go um go big but yeah so that is those are my three hacks or the most instrument instrumental things that i've applied to my training that um I've seen show up when I'm running. All right. That What's sounds, the next question, Jay? That sounds great. Oh, let's see you here. feed them to me. All right, well, uh, beginner runners, what is your advice for anyone just starting out? Beginner runners? Okay, well, this speaks to me because I was a beginner not that long ago. I don't have a traditional running background. Um, I literally didn't ever run until I just randomly put on some running shoes living here in New York City and went on a jog. So I'm, I'm a beginner at heart. Um, that's where I'm from, but, um, sorry, we're having a little bit of a, a thing. Oh yeah. Anyway. Um, no. So anyway, so I'm a beginner and what I would say is the most important thing as a beginner runner is consistency. And that means that starting, even if you don't know where you're going, just starting getting the first few strides in that's number one, just getting your shoes on getting out the door, you might be going out for five minutes, but if, if it's only five minutes a day at first, that's the best thing you can do because you're just starting to set that stage and giving yourself that commitment of getting out there. Because I've always found that once you start, you start, you're like, you're just, you're, your feet are going, even if you don't feel like it, you're just get yourself moving. Things start to go in the direction of your intention and you, you, you're more likely to stay out there if you get yourself out there. Um, so yeah, just consistency of like getting yourself out the door, no matter what, you're just going to commit maybe three to four times a week of, I'm just going to get myself out the door. I don't know how fast I'm going to go. I don't know how far I'm going to go, but I'm going to go. Um, that's number one. And that's kind of what I did. I just knew every single day I was going to get myself to start a run and then I would surprise myself and maybe go a little bit longer than I thought. So yeah. Good answer. <laughs> Let's see, what do we have next? Uh, common beginner mistakes. The what most common beginner mistakes. Um, so I would say the biggest mistake I ever see uh, beginner runners do is run, okay, so a couple things. Running too much too soon. So like they start to see a little bit of progress and like, wow, I'm running three miles a day. Um, and then suddenly running, just a little like um, 
getting uh, <laughs> getting ahead of themselves and thinking like, well, if I can run three miles a day, I can run five miles a day. And then suddenly like hitting a wall because they've run too much too soon and burned out or gotten injured or, um, I don't know. I just think that like you need to, you need to keep yourself kind of like leaving a little bit in the tank. You don't want to spend yourself completely at every single run. And I think that as beginners, you think that you do. I know that I used to think this. I, I used to think you want to be completely exhausted at the end of every single run. And you don't, you want to leave a little bit for tomorrow and leave feeling like your run is giving you energy instead of depleting you. Cause that's something that I used to think you wanted to be uh, unable to do anything else for the rest of the day. When the reality is we want to run in order to then be ready to have all that energy to go do other stuff that you have to do in the day. Um, so that's number one. That's my number one mistake. Uh, it's too much too soon or um, going too hard all the time. But as far as paces go, I think the most common mistake I see with beginner runners is running too fast too soon. Uh, if you're a beginner, you don't need to be going out there doing sprints. Don't get tricked into that. I think a lot of times people get really caught up in thinking they need to be like hitting the ground, running fast right away. No, I think the best thing that a beginner can do is just learn the art of the shuffle run and just getting out there just to move your body slow and steady just to get that like nice baseline. And we're talking like zone two of like the most chill kind of run you can possibly do. Um, because that just like gives you the most, uh, I think this is like a, a good standard to then build upon and get a little crazy with some of the speed work that I also love, but I feel like that just needs to come later on. So the first things first is spending the first few months of getting into running, just running super chill, not too much, leaving a little in the tank and, um, yeah. All right. Next question. How do you know what is your easy pace or your hard pace? How do you know what's your easy pace or your hard pace? Rule of thumb is that your easy pace is your conversational pace. So if you're running with someone else, um, you can just carry on a full blown conversation about your entire life story. For me, my easy run pace is my NPR listening pace. So I love listening to NPR. Um, really heady cerebral episodes about the world and um, <laughs> like any kind of essays. And I feel like when I can listen to something like that and actually focus while I'm running, that's my easy pace because I can actually use my brain while I'm on the run. Um, and pay, like actual technical pace wise, that's several minutes per mile slower than your race pace. So for me, I, I truly believe there's no pace too slow for an easy day pace. Even if that means like literally a 10 minute mile when maybe my race pace is a five and a half minute mile. So that's a pretty big difference, but there's no pace too slow. It's more about the time on feet. So shuffling along, listening to something heady, having a deep conversation, that's the best way to determine what your easy pace is. Um, yeah, where it doesn't feel like it's an effort and you're not like out of breath. Another way that I gauge it too, is if I can breathe through my nose. Um, I don't think you have to breathe through your nose during an easy run. I think you should just breathe naturally, however your body is telling you to breathe. But if I can just like seal my lips and just breathe through my nose while I'm running easy, I, and it doesn't feel too hard. Um, that's how I know I'm 
not going too hard on an easy day. As far as determining your hard pace, um, I think it just depends on what distance, uh, how hard, hard for what distance. So for example, your mile pace should feel pretty freaking hard. Like that's pretty much all out, um, going at, at full capacity or like, you know, 85 to 9%, 90% of your efforts. Um, but as you start to learn about training and stuff, you'll start to see that sometimes hard pace is going to be stretchy and it's going to change. And so, um, maybe a couple of years ago, hard pace was like a six minute mile, but then the more you get more comfortable, you can think, wow, like 5:30 pace might be my hard pace. So it kind of changes depending on what the workout is, what kind of run you're doing, how long you have to hold hard pace in an interval workout. Um, but usually hard just means you're, you're breathing pretty heavily and you can't really focus on anything else except for moving your body, <laughs> um, and trying to stay calm while you're really pushing it. Um, but yeah. All right. Next question. Favorite distance to coach. My favorite distance to coach. Oh, actually my athlete asked this question, Jane, um, this uh, I, and it's funny cause she asked this question and with her specifically, um, one of my favorite distances to coach was the mile because lately I've seen so many breakthroughs in athletes that I coach in the mile. And it's kind of exciting cause it's just such a surprise when someone gets closer and closer to, um, such a fast mile time, just from doing a couple little things differently in their workouts. So, um, I feel like the mile is a really fun thing to coach because it's kind of like this, this present that like you can give someone, you're like, you know what? You've probably not trained diligently for a mile before, especially with the beginners that I coach. It's, it's not as common to be like someone, to be working with someone who has trained for a mile. So you get to surprise them and be like, I think you can do this in the mile. And just by doing a couple little things differently with um, training, being a little bit more specific with the kinds of speed workouts. And so um, I had an athlete that I threw into a mile race last summer um, who he was in the middle of a marathon training cycle, but we, we tested his mile and he blew our goal out of the water. He was really close to a five minute mile. He was just above a five minute mile. And in the middle of a marathon training cycle and not being so too focused on mile training, that was a really big, awesome surprise. And I feel like it was just like the icing on top of um, marathon training. So yeah, I'd say the mile is the most exciting because I just see like huge breakthroughs with uh, putting people through mile training. All right, next question. What is your next race going to be? What is my next race gonna be? Um, so my next A race or like the big focus race that I'm training for is in October and that's the Chicago Marathon. Um, I actually had a race yesterday, which was not an A race. It was just a race that I, I did with my team, um, team championships in Central Park, which was kind of just like a tune up, like check, check in kind of race of just like, see how I'm, my body's doing and see like what I can throw down at the start of my marathon block training. Um, but leading up to this, uh, marathon, I have 10 weeks. And so basically I have 10 weeks to get myself in crazy shape to go after 26.2 miles fast because I'm going to be um, racing it on a competitive level. I'm in the American development program, which means that like it's kind of like the sub elite elite runners um, 
of the race are going to be in a different corral in the beginning. And so it's like a whole thing. And so, yeah, that's what I'm training for, but I'm kind of keeping it. I'm keeping my goal to myself because I just don't want to add the pressure and I'm more excited than anything else, not even about the time, but about just the event itself. Cause it's like my, I feel like this is going to be my second chance to really go after the marathon in a really intentional way. So yeah, the Chicago marathon, that's the answer. All right. Well, good luck. <laughs> Thanks. And you uh, should come. Do you want to come? Yeah, let's go. I'll I'll, uh, I'll run alongside you for like a hundred feet on your on your electric scoot skateboard. Okay, get me clearance. I let's actually, go. you could totally be press. I'm sure. I'm sure that they'd give you a press pass. But I have to be able to get a press pass and then be within the race. Yeah, well, that would be so cool. Well, I have the Philly under my belt, so if they need references. Yeah, Jay Jay did a um he what was that race? Philly 10K on my skateboard. Philly 10K, where he was on his electric skateboard shooting these athletes. And then you did, did you fall or did you not fall? Did not, did not fall. I don't know why I had this vision in my mind of you falling, but I, I guess like that's the terror is like if you did fall and then like runners like trample you. No. But no, you didn't it fall because you're happen. a pro. <laughs> didn't happen. Not that time. You ready? Next question. Yes. All right. How do you deal with um, mental struggles when you don't feel like training? How do I deal with mental struggles when I feel when I don't feel like when training? You don't feel like training. Um, okay. How I deal with mental struggles when I don't feel like training. So, um, I deal with my mental struggles surrounding training with, um, a bunch of different ways. I kind of don't have, I don't have the thing where when I wake up in the morning, I go, oh man, I have to run today. I'm always excited to run. Like I always reframe that as I get to run today. Wow. I get to run today. Like that's how I feel about running. Um, so that helps with, um, the motivation because I'm not ever sitting there thinking that it's a chore because it's not, because no one's forcing me to run. I'm not a professional athlete that has to have a certain time at a race to get paid or something, or I'll be on a podium to get paid. I am doing this as something that I love to do. And I have to always remember that. And that's kind of how I see it. So it never feels like a burden. Like even after this podcast that I'm recording right now, I ha I'm gonna go, I, I get to go run tonight and I'm so excited about it because it's just so much fun. And I know that it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna shake out the day and feel that much better when I hit the pillow tonight because I got to get my run in. And, you know, so I think about it like that. I also am in therapy um, to address some of the like sports psychology hangups that I have around racing competitively because I love running no matter what. Like I, I don't need a race to validate my running. I, I can just run and I don't really care what it looks like, who sees it, who knows what my times are. I just like running. But as I've gotten more into competing and seeing how my time stack up against other people, it is exciting and it's fun and it's really rewarding. But I also have a lot of mental hangups with that because sometimes I don't really, um, I'm not the best at showing up. Um, I'm not the best at having the stars align where I can have all of the work I put into my body show up on race day. And I'm trying to figure that out and not get too hung up on the outward uh, perception of my running. So that's why I'm in therapy for just trying to like deal with the, the race anxiety that I sometimes get. So I try not to think too much about that stuff when I'm just training on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm trying to like keep it sacred and fun 
and then try to take that, like the sacred fun feeling that I have of like the me time and then bringing that to a race. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I did yesterday too for my race. I just kind of treated it like it's any other day. I'm gonna run anyway, so might as well just do it in this race context. And uh, that actually helped me a lot. So yeah, it's, just, it's a lot of like reframing how I think about running and how I approach um, approach every run as like this blessing that my body gets to do. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Wow. Jay's impressed. I'm impressed because wow. I think bad. I, I think the other way. <laughs> do you want to go on a run with me No, later? I, I have I the opposite feelings. I think you do. <laughs> I don't, well, maybe later. Let's see. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. What are your best tips for building mileage without getting injured? The best tips for building mileage without getting injured. Um, so I think about this a lot because I, with some of the athletes I coach, I've been adding a little bit of mileage every single week. Shout out to Ben, um, and to Zebediah because I'm adding a little bit of mileage. So, okay. The best, the best way is to have a coach because a coach can think about this for you. Like you don't have to think about how to add mileage. Your coach will say, I think you're ready to add a little bit of mileage. And that kind of helps to have someone else. You assign that responsibility to somebody else. But if you don't have a coach and you're just gradually building mileage, um, the best thing that you can do is some people have like rules of like mathematical equations of like add like 2% every week or something. I think uh, I'm not such a math person, so that doesn't really work for me, but I would say adding like, uh, a, I would say adding two to three miles. It okay, let me, let me think about this. Let me actually be a little bit more technical. I would say 10 to 15 minutes of easy mileage, whatever that is, whatever, however many miles that ends up being for you, 10 to 15 minutes time on feet at an easy pace per week is okay. That's what I would say. That's like the unofficial Lucy Beatrix method. But I feel like, like, I don't think there's that that can do you harm if it's easy and you're slowing yourself down and adding like 10 to 15 more minutes of time on your feet that's probably the best way to add a little bit of mileage uh, every single week. All right, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question. What is your best 5,000 meter time? Oh, what's my best 5K time? Um, so 5,000 meters is a 5K on the truck. Oh, uh, now six, I know that. 16.59. So just under 17 minutes by one second. But uh, yeah, which is like a 524 minute mile. But yeah, yeah, that's a, I mean, I think, I think that's like, that's a thing, like sneaking under that, sneaking under that elusive 17 minute mark uh, is definitely a cool thing. But it was my second track race of my life or second track, second track 5K of my life. Um, and it felt pretty good. Nice, I feel like this next question what everybody's everybody wants to know the answer to this one. Ooh, what 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 what's a question that everyone wants to know the answer to? What kind of mattress do you have? Oh, what kind of mattress do I have? Okay, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know know who asked this. Um, I have a really cheap mattress that I got for two hundred dollars off of my old um subletter who literally was like, do you want this mattress for two hundred bucks? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't even know what kind it is, but. The reason this mattress is my favorite and I'll probably take it with me everywhere that I move to or go is that I, um, it's very firm and it, like it kind of feels, it resembles like sleeping on a floor 
and I love sleeping on the floor. It's weird. My grandmother's the same way. You're, you're the same yeah, way? Me too. I like the floor. What is it about the floor that feels so good? I don't know. It's firm. It's like, it makes sure, I feel like it aligns everything. I don't know. I love sleeping on the floor. Well, um, I, I have another mattress question. Is it a memory foam mattress or is, it, or is it a coiled, you have the coils It's not coiled. It's, it's memory not, foam. Okay. But I will say that I slept on the floor the night before my race two days ago. On Saturday night, I slept on the floor. I slept on the bathroom floor. Not because I was like, it sounds like I was maybe like out partying and like pass out on the bathroom floor. I've, no, I've done that. I have too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I slept on the floor and I felt great. <laughs> it was nice and cold and dark in there. Anyway, but I don't know what it is. I like I like firm, so that's why this mattress is good. But then the other thing about this mattress is that I have this like layer on top. Um, it's called a chili sleep, and it's like this little layer on top that has like water in it. It sounds weird very thin you put it on your mattress and it has like a pod that you put underneath the bed that circulates cold water so that that keeps the temperature of your bed cold hmm. is that weird sounds nice it's awesome but sometimes it's too cold because sometimes like last night i woke up in the middle of the night and i was like shivering under the blankets and i was like i'm so cold it's like the arctic circle in here and i had to turn it turn it up a little bit but yeah i like it a lot because it keeps your body temperature down and uh, that's good for deep sleep, according to things that I've heard. Do you, uh, do you keep your feet out of the blankets or under the blankets when you're in bed? Okay, if you keep your feet out of the blankets Which when you're under the bed, I you're do. asking for someone to grab your I, foot in the night. I do. You keep your feet out? because yeah, my feet get hot. That's so scary. Aren't you afraid somebody's gonna grab your foot? I feel like that's like a horror story well, I, or a horror I, movie. I, I welcome it. I also do the thing where if my, so say I'm like getting into bed I like run, if I turn off the lights, it sounds really weird. I'll like run from the bed, from the door to the bed and jump onto the bed because I'm afraid someone's going to grab my feet. It's weird. I don't know. I have like huh. the like right. thing. I feel like I'm still like a nine-year-old child In of like dark. having, of being afraid of somebody under the bed. Um. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was a great question. <laughs> the mattress question. All right. Here we go. The last, last one on our list here. Um, tips. What tips do you have for the uh, Chicago Marathon? What tips do I have for the Chicago marathon? Um, so I'm just going to give blanket tips for training for any marathon. And that is to keep your hard days hard and your easy days easy and run two hard days a week with all the other days, all the other runs sandwiching those two hard days at easy. So having like the, um, having the difference between a really hard effort day and really, really easy days, um, that's really important. Because I think a lot of people will just train at the same pace every day of the week. And then they always kind of stay in this middle area versus if you really train hard on some days and then train really easy on other days, you're able to improve pretty quickly. Um, I would also say a lot of long, easy time on feet miles where you're just logging the miles and the volume because the secret to marathon training is volume but you have to do that at easy otherwise you're just setting yourself up to get hurt so yeah i think that those are the main things for marathon training but also staying super on top of your nutrition because when you're training a lot you're burning a lot of calories and you're putting your body into this um kind of like in a state of emergency because you're just like burning so much energy so just eating everything ever i know for me i seem like i'm just I never am not eating when I'm marathon training. I'm literally just eating as much as I possibly can um, and hydrating and taking in electrolytes. 
So yeah, I feel like those are my main, my main marathon training tips. Um, and also working with a coach. Cause I, I just, I think that having a coach just helps so much with running. Cause then you can take all of the guesswork out of any of the questions that you have and um, have somebody else who knows what they're doing, figure it out for you. But let me just see if there's any questions on the live stream. Now that we're done with the listener questions that were sent in via Instagram earlier today. Um, best tips for each of these workouts to be familiar. Who's the best running coach in New York City? Um, I would say that's a really weird question only because, well, okay, I'm biased. James Chu, <laughs> run coach Chu, as they say, he's the coach that literally found me at my very first race and was like, you, um, and told me about the untapped potential that he saw in me. And that um, really stood out to me because as a coach myself, I try to do that too with other runners. So I think that like he has, he's a really, he's a really good coach at like seeing potential in people and he knows his stuff um, he has several decades worth of experience. So um, yeah, James Chu, hands down, is the best coach in New York City. <laughs> um, I saw him yesterday. I feel like I went up to him after my race and I was like, you'd be so proud of me. I negatively split, meaning I ran faster as I went during the race. And he just kind of looked at me like, okay, good job. Like he doesn't, he doesn't dish out false compliments or praises. He only um, applauds people when he really is impressed by something that they did. But I think that makes him a good coach because he's not... He's, he's definitely like a little bit um, tough, but good. Uh, but yeah, I, and then, oh yeah, there was another question I was gonna see um, that was on here that was about uh, best speed workouts, the three top best speed workouts. I would have to scroll down to find it on here, but um, that was a good question because um, if, you're, if you're a beginner runner, but you are starting to do speed work, I would say one of the best speed workouts is to do kilometer repeats. And that basically means you go to your local track and you do five by um, two and a half laps, which is one kilometer, um, at a pretty hard but sustainable effort, which would maybe be your 10K or 5K pace. Um, but don't even think about that. Just think about like, what's a comfortably hard thing to hold for about three and a half to four minutes or however long it takes you to go two and a half laps. And between all five of those, taking two minutes to stand and rest, um, that's a really good speed workout as well as keeping it even more simple than that and running the straights of the track. That's kind of a workout I kind of made up. Um, I don't even know if it's a thing, but it's where you just run the straights of the track at a decent effort because it's, you know, like a hundred meters, um, and then walk on the round part. So going out to the track and doing maybe eight of those or four laps worth of running the straights and then walking on the round part. It's kind of a nice little way to just like start to get the body teasing speed work, um, as well as doing mile repeats, which is a little bit more advanced, but a great workout where you go out and do four or five miles on, which is four laps, and then take two minutes of resting recovery just to see what you can get those miles at. And ultimately with all of these speed workouts, getting faster as you go throughout the workout. So starting kind of the first few reps pretty like contained, but then working on getting a little bit faster for each consecutive rep. That's just like the overall, um, in a nutshell way to go about speed work. But yeah, 
Otherwise, I would say just jump into a local track team's speed day. Just see what's like, what's going on in your, your hometown. I know in New York, we have tons of training uh, teams that you can kind of jump into a random track workout and do what other people are doing. Try to like feel it out. You can always take breaks and not do every rep, but getting in the heat of um, feeling that competition on the track, uh, it'll push you a little bit. And I think for me, that was a big thing is just like being next to other people running fast and just like letting it kind of like carry me along was really important and uh, crucial to getting better as a runner. So yeah, I think those are pretty much, that's a lot of questions about running. And um, I think we, we covered a lot, but do you, Jay, do you, do you have any questions about running? Yeah, I know he's gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. You're not a runner, which is why I like you because I think that runners can be, I, sometimes I like not being around runners all the time. <laughs> Like I love running and I love the running community, but sometimes I like having the perspective of someone who has no idea what any running thing means. Well, I, I get that because I, you know, I hang out with a lot of surfers and yeah. uh, that's something else I don't want to do. So yeah. You know. So it's kind of like, yeah, you're kind of like the odd person out, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, it's just like, it's nice to like have diversity and like what your mind is is thinking about all the time. Like I can't always be talking about splits and PRs and all this stuff. Well, here we to. are talking about. Yeah, I know. I can never avoid it. I can never get away from it. Well, I, but I apologize. I know no one else can see me, but I've been yawning this entire time. Jay has Ugh. been yawning quite a bit during this episode, and it only just made me that much more insecure about who I am. <laughs> I'm like, am I this boring? Um, trying to keep the energy up around here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but so anyway, so yeah, I feel like that was like, that was a good little... We, 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 uh, we learned a lot about how to become a better runner on this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram at L-U-C-I-E-B-E-A-T-R-I-X. Um, you can hit me up in the DMs if you have any more questions about running. Um, I'm going to be documenting daily vlogs on the road to the Chicago Marathon for the next 68 days, which is kind of a big commitment. We'll see if it's if it actually happens, but I think it will. Um, that's on my YouTube channel. So until next time, just be fast. Just win.